sorry. No, you're good. I would have got gotten. I would have stayed in the system, or I would have gotten taken by a family that didn't. Like my mom has always said to me, this is like the number one thing that sticks in my head is like the reason why nothing ever worked and no one ever loved you and no one ever you never really felt the love from anyone else is because you were not theirs to love. And right. like, that is like the most renowning motto in my life is right. like when things don't work out and I really like get sad about things and I'm like, God, they didn't stick around. And it's like, cause you weren't theirs to love. Right. You weren't theirs to have in their life. And so like, whenever he said that, it was like, go to a point that you're most grateful for. Remember how you felt in that moment. And I was just, I like, sorry. It's okay. I know it's so emotional. I've already, this is the second time I watched it. Let me just take a break. I'll go let you gather yourself and I'll do a quick intro because we just went right into it. We've had, we were watching the Tony Robbins um, special on Netflix and it's called, I'm not your guru. And I was drawn to it because I listened to Tony Robbins, which now Victoria, I think is about to do a deep dive into all of his content because he's very much your vibe yeah um I'm i just, like that he cusses oh, I know, and that surprised me when i watched this and we're gonna i feel like i want to have a whole talk about the special too but that's where all this emotion is coming from we just and you said like we've both been something in the air is like heavy yeah heavy. and you've been needing a cry I, I literally for the past three days anytime I'm, like i was folding clothes and i almost started crying i was like stop and then today while i was walking on the treadmill I was almost out. I had three minutes left in my cardio and I just started singing the ABC DEFU song. Uh-huh. I was like, don't freaking cry. Right. Just F everything that's going on in life that you don't like. F it. Right. But no, where I was going with that was the point in my life that I was so grateful for is my, the day that my parents got me. And like they had sent me this folder with pictures and writings of like what my life was going to be like and all the family members that I was going to have and how my day-to-day life my mom made a folder I still have it it's like a vision board it's that's like your first vision a, board it was my very first vision board that my mom got me and I will if something ever happens to that folder I think I might die not go it um but I remember I'd got my hair braided and I was wearing a red dress with a little tiny those little crop top yeah cardigans cardigans yeah. And I was sitting there and I was underneath a knitted blanket. And in my mind as a child, I didn't think that they could see me, but they most definitely could see me. But in my head, that blanket was a cover. Yeah. And I could only see them out of, and I was like, oh, wow, these are my parents. Like, these are the people that love me. And whenever he was like, go back to that moment and remember how you felt. And I just thought about how I don't ever have to wait till the end of a meal to drink my juice. I don't ever have to ask somebody to hug me. They're just they want to. And then my dad, whenever they said, okay, it's time for you to go home. I love my daddy to death and God is he hell. But I'm jealous of this moment from my past because whenever he did it to foster kids later on in my life, I was like, that was not right. But um whenever we got ready to go out, my dad, whenever we got ready to go out, my dad picked me up and put me on his shoulders Mm -hmm. and he looked up at me and Becca, when I tell you, I've never felt more pure love come from another human being. Didn't even know who I was. He just picked me out of a freaking lineup of kids and was like, that's the kid that I want. And they, they said that 
my mom said that my dad prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed about me because my mom wanted a baby and my dad was like I don't want a baby I want a kid right and I was the only mixed girl left and my dad was like no I want her to look like ours I was the only one left they could have gone to any state they could have gone to any agency but somehow somewhere in the universe I was the one that my dad chose and that moment whenever he looked up at me I hold on to because like me and my dad butt heads yeah but like that man loves me 100 percent. like people <clears throat> this is kind of conceited the way that I look at it but when people have kids that's just kind of the look of the draw that they get but when you adopt a child you are choosing to love this child even though it has no biological anything towards you right and so which is huge because honestly I don't know that I could do it I think I think I've told you that before yeah. like I don't know that I'm capable of loving anything adopting. as much as you love me. yeah honestly and so like I have this stronghold with kids that are adopted and when I find out people are adopted I'm like that's incredible like someone chose you and I remember when me and my brother were younger and my brother would do something to piss me off I'd be like you know what they were stuck with you they picked I'm just saying I'm better than you right and like now that's like a malice way to look at it but right we're was, seeing um we're gonna work through <laughs> we're yeah like, pattern. we I'm have a very, I'm very like me I'm the Joseph <laughs> um, right but <clears throat> maybe we went too far with that <laughs> <laughs> swung in the other direction (laughs) but that gratitude moment yes he was like remember how that moment made you feel remember all the emotions and like that whole weekend the whole weekend I got to spend with him I I can't believe I never told you this story Mm -hmm. I don't tell a lot of people this story because it's it's probably it's one of my most cherished memories but it was crazy how my brain just immediately yeah but so whenever we left, we went to this diner in Columbus called Zachary's Diner. And I got my favorite food, which was a cheeseburger. And it was this giant cheeseburger. And when I got it, I was kind of like taken aback by how big it was. And as a child, I didn't know what money was, but I knew that my biological mom stole a lot, hit a lot of things from people. So whenever we would get big things, it would kind of stress me out. Uh-huh. And I'd be like, oh, do we have enough money for this? Or can I eat all of this? Will I have another meal later? Can I tell you something? (sighs) Yeah. This is a huge breakthrough right now because we've talked about this and we called it the mother wound. I told you it comes from the mother wound. But we were just talking about this because you were eating (laughs) really fast. (laughs) Ravenously. But I don't want to put any attention to it because that is something, you know, but, and I'm the same way, but I, I feel the need we talked about this like I don't like sharing my snacks yeah food is a big thing for me if I share my food with you you know I fucking love you like that's proof that I go hard for you but you talking about that like that's one of the ways that it can come forward but that makes sense why and it's weird that I don't want to say it's weird you don't have an eating disorder but you know like that's the kind of scarcity mindset that's where all that starts so you have to start with that and break through that idea because kids I know exactly what you're talking about Maddox my son is seven now he just turned seven and he has no concept of money so like which is amazing a beautiful thing that you've done that as a parent right well but he I mean he gets I worry that I do put a lot of pressure to say like like I've had to change the um the language around it and I say like we don't have enough for this but to say like we have enough money 
or we're not going to spend it. Like we have money, or we're not going to spend it on this right now. We're yeah. going to spend it on something else. And that's a whole thing that I work through with like money shame and whatever. But when he sees me go to the bank and deposit $140 cash, which is going straight to the phone bill. Yeah. He's like, fuck yeah, dude. Like I just saw Benjamin in there, you know? And I remember, yeah, I remember seeing my parents. Like he, if I heard them say like, there's a thousand dollars in my bank, my checking account or whatever, you know, yeah. and they're like, that's not savings. Account. That's just checking. But a thousand dollars. I'm like, yeah thousand dollars yeah just like sitting there that's yeah. crazy but you don't realize like yeah that's less than the bills i have to pay this <laughs> you know so it's like and that that was another thing so like i have so just the food i was like wow they are buying this and then they're both getting meals and i'm getting this whole adult meal to myself. myself yeah and i can have as many refills of this coke as i want right. what and then we went to the hotel that we were going to stay at and i got my whole own bed no one was sleeping in the bed with me it's my bed and then we went to Kmart. This is a freaking show in my age. Right, yeah. We went to Kmart. And I'm still to this day obsessed with Scooby-Doo. But my mom was like, what's your favorite thing in the world? I was like, I love dogs. She's like, what's your favorite color? I was like, blue. Scooby-Doo's color is blue. Right. Um, Scooby-Doo is a very, very big comfort thing to me. Um, okay. And so we went to Kmart and bruh at the Scooby-Doo stuff. Every like comforter Scooby Doo, pillow Scooby Doo. Oh, yeah. I have seventeen life size Scooby Doo's like for a kid, not now, right? But like giant ass Scooby Doo's. Like I got whatever I wanted, and it was just so overwhelming as a child <laughs> to see these people just be like, "You can literally have whatever you want." Hey, you, guess what? You don't have to do anything for it. For it, right? <clears throat> Which goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Is like as I got older, I realized like there were things that I had to do to get certain things. Yes. But not in a way it was just a, t- a way of my parents teaching me like you do this this is how you get these things like hard work is how you get to where you need right. to go and so like I love that you're saying this kind of oh, well, it's two 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 right now oh. also um because there was a part in that special I don't know if we'll do a whole episode I feel like we definitely could and I want you to watch it and, like take notes yeah uh, but for now I want to pull a little bit he said one part he was talking about who not we're talking about parents yeah not which parent did you love more yeah but whose love did you crave more my, my dad your dad's okay same because my he, mom my mom's was so easily very taken. easily yes okay so the next question he asked is who did you have to be for your dad to love like what person did you have to be hard-working determined driven I had to go above and beyond I had to be number one Okay, so not just hardworking. Yeah, you had to you had to be something. You always have to be doing always. something. You're like, never resting. A big thing that uh, has stuck with me and uh, TikTok. Mm-hmm. Uh, a girl said, "Childhood healing is not he- healing just your five year old. It's also your high school self." It's crazy that you say this because I did an exercise and it was a meditation where you went back and talked to your younger self. Yeah. And I did. It was like, picture yourself at, you know, five years old, whatever yeah. it was. So I did it and I'm picturing myself and it was like, you know, she's sitting, I pictured, I don't remember if it told you to, but I'm in the woods on like a log and she's sitting to my right and I'm in bed and I turn my head to right, my eyes are closed and I'm talking to her and that's about my son's age at this point. So I was like, you know, this is easy. Yeah. Like, how, how could I possibly be mean yeah. to this fucking child? And it's me and it's, I'm going to get emotional thing about right now, you know, but like, I was talking and I had all this compassion and whatever closure. Yeah. 
I'm getting so emotional over That's just okay. thinking about it. We all needed to cry today. <laughs> so then the next part I was, that was my next thought was like, okay, next teenage self, she's on your left, look to your left. And that was the next part. And I swear to God, my eyes were closed. This is all in my head. I couldn't turn my head to, I'm I could not turn my head to the left. I know. Like, I was like, I can't even make eye contact with her. Like she went through the most you know what yeah. I mean and that was the time when I say like I want to channel that time because people me all the time like what I was like in high school and I don't ever really have an answer because it was such a I mean I've told you a little bit like we talked about the weird dynamic of yeah. having girlfriends and and Britney Spears sister being there yeah added a whole level of like weird unrelatability honestly yeah. but it's just basically the like master level of mean girl so yeah. it basically just is a PhD. yeah it's the yeah it's a phd of mean girl bullying right yeah. and i experienced this again the other day that was triggered back to my like high school self um where i was at i'm seeing a new person very very casual i know little to nothing about him yeah. right um and then these girls that i know in passing whatever i see them at the gym and they basically like cornered me in the bathroom to tell me and we've got I've cleared the situation now there's no hard feelings but in my mind I was like I walk out of the bathroom and there's these two girls who are standing kind of cornering me and they were like so I don't know what to call him we'll just the boy the boy like so um the boy was in here this morning and like brought it up to me and was like okay cool they've already tried to tell me things about his past don't want to know right and I was like, okay, cool. And then it comes up like there it's, and I, this is what I said this morning. Cause I talked to, there's two of them and one of them, I don't really know. And she was the one who seemed like she was doing it from a place of wanting to hurt you. Yes. And like her, yeah. Like she, it was messy. Her intentions were messy. Yeah. Right. Because this is what I said. If you were coming to me, she, well, let me, let me not get ahead of myself. She comes to me and tells me that he's basically the talk of the town that he's around with all these women and essentially like a womanizer. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, oh, and then she tells me she also has a past with him, which is the red flag, did, right? Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, okay. So now I'm at this point of like, do I believe women? I've never trusted women in my life. Anytime they've ever done this, like in, in my past, this happens because that girl's pissed that I'm fucking him. Mm-hmm. So she comes up to me is like, Hey, I used to fuck him. You need to stop let me but that's not going to be enough right so they would have to code it mm-hmm. in exact no in like a well it is passive aggressive but they have to code it as I'm looking you. out for you girl yeah. the sisterhood we got to look out for each other and it's, it's like it's disgusting and you wonder why i have fucking trust issues with women yeah that's why and i was like okay well again don't really want to know anything don't like please stop care yeah and i kept saying like um we're not exclusive you know like it's not a big deal but it was just on and on and on. And then when I went to him to say something, I was like, hey, just to let you know, like, this weird shit just happened. Is there anything to this? Like, what? You know, I don't like, he's like, oh, I don't like the lot of drama. I was like, that yeah, me neither. But you're not the one who just got sucked in the gym bathroom. Was that ever, like, whenever this just came to me, tell me, did you feel like he was being dismissive? Yes. To your feelings yes. or to the situation? The situation, which is red flag. I mean, you're guilty. Okay. A. Secondly, when I said these girls approached me, he's, well, I don't want to say anything, but he knew who I was talking about. Yeah. And I was like, interesting. 
that you knew exactly who yeah. I was talking about, but he had seen us together. So whatever, but red flag. And then when I told him, cause I mentioned it, he said something about wanting to see me again or something like that. And I was like, you know, from what I've heard, you don't need me. You got your hands full. Right. Yeah. And he was like, oh, that's bullshit drama. I don't like getting involved in drama and then was dismissive of it. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, that's fine. Like we're not done here. Yeah. <laughs> and he doesn't know because we don't talk that much. <laughs> he doesn't really know that he's got the wrong bitch to have this conversation with. But like, you're not going to dismiss me. That's my, you know, that's my whole thing. It's yeah. like, don't want to be dismissed. So I was like, okay, well, either way, like if it was her looking out for me or whatever, it doesn't matter. But in the end, what I'm telling you is I better not look dumb. Yeah. Like that's what's going to piss me off. Okay. And he was like, you know, oh no, it's just because it, I mean, the, the go-to is to be like, yeah, she's just jealous, but that's also a gross narrative. There's, there's levels to meet girl meanness. Right. There's like so much depth to it because it's like, okay, on one hand, she could totally be looking out for me, but there is a level of malice underneath what she's right. saying. Right. But did. she could also still be telling the truth. Yeah. And she could be telling the truth, but there's, there's this because of your past with females especially in high school right your natural reaction is to go why are you being mean to me I'm literally just trying to hang out with this boy that you clearly had a past with and I'm trying to have a present with yeah except mine's not why are you being mean to me mine's why are you being fucking nice to me oh I don't I trust women who are that's why I like I I just had a realization that's why I like bitchy women because you know like you you know what I mean if you're a cunt to my face you're probably I mean you're probably saying shitty things about my back too but at least you're saying it's my face you know what I mean like when you're overly nice, because I don't know you, why do you feel that protective of me? And that's yeah. what I said, because I was like, when I brought it up to the girl later, I was like, you know, is it, am I in danger? Like if you would have called to me like, Hey, just let you know, I have a pass on me. He beat the shit out of me. Yeah. So don't, you know, but that's not what happened. But it see, was this vague, even if I've had in my past experience. Right. So with my ex-fiance, mm-hmm. he did indeed beat the fuck out of me. Right. When you tell a girl that. Right especially one who has feelings for the boy that she's with uh-huh. she automatically thinks you're a fucking liar and it doesn't matter if you show her pictures right it does it's like what'd you do right and it's like no i'm i'm trying to help you right but also i can understand why you're like what the fuck? <laughs> yeah because it one, it was random and two why did you bring another person if it was just about me why did why did you bring another person if you come home? well that's because the other girl is friendlier with me oh so the friend so was trying to you. I think the friend was trying to assist, oh. right? So rather than make you feel attacked, <laughs> I think I think the conversation wouldn't have started if she wasn't there. Oh, you'd be like, "What do you want?" <laughs> right? She wouldn't have been able to break. She wouldn't have been able to bring up the guy. Right? Yeah, so when she like, said <laughs> the guy was here and he was the talk of the town, and I was like, "I don't want to know anything," and it was dismissed. And then I washed my hands and I'm doing whatever, and I'm kind of like, yeah, "I'm going on with my day." It was like well, you know, that's why I don't, you know, like to know anything. And she's like, yeah. And it kind of just stopped and t- stopped for a second. And the other girl, I don't even know her name, but the other girl's like, um, yeah, I just didn't know the guy was out in these streets like this, but like, apparently he is. Oh, so you're like regularly fucking with him. Right. And that's I was like, sounds like, I will know what I, cause I was like, okay. All right. Well, first of all, don't slut shame because I'm also <laughs> I'm also out in these streets. So let's not get fucking twisted. She's like, I think he's fucked to multiple people at the gym. I'm like, well, I'm having to change my schedule. <laughs> so like, I get it. What's the issue? They're like, yeah. Well, he is older, you know. <laughs> like, bitch, I'm older than y'all. I'm older. I'm older. What are you like? 
and they just like every time as they were just talking the whole time I just stared at him like this like okay you're digging and digging and digging and it was just like okay okay just like yeah I'm just looking out for you I was like okay well thank you so much and then just left like <laughs> and I was triggered like Okay, so wait, with the triggeredness, let's go back to what we were just talking about, which okay. is you were sitting on the log and the thing okay. told you to look at to your left and you couldn't look at her. Right. Let's talk about why you couldn't look at her and how this situation ties into that. Okay. Um sorry, I just kinda like No, I love thing. that because it's making me think. I've been thinking about that though the whole time you've been talking. I've been like, I wanna know what how this ties into teenage Becca and how this why that triggered her and right what levels of this do you feel like you've grown from okay well I will say in high school because I'm like this I've always been I've always been a bitch like you know what I mean you've been a very rugged human like a rugged female you can't be yes. fucked with I'm the the outsider I'm if, if it was breakfast club I'm the kid that wears plaid I don't even remember his yeah. fucking name the guy the bad the bad kid you know yeah, what I mean? you're the, bad the misunderstood one whatever yeah this is not popular doesn't want to be but also can get along with everybody with everyone right but I became more social after like in, in college started going out with people but before then yeah, I didn't trust any women or I mean, men were nice to me, but it was because they wouldn't fuck me. Mm -hmm. So, but then in, in high school, I really didn't have sex. So, I mean. Girls were just mean to you because you were pretty and you got the attention of dudes. Maybe, but this is the thing too, is when my friends, like they, I wasn't like the fat, ugly friend, but I was definitely, because they were the popular girls who like had their hair and they were cheerleaders. That was not me. Yeah. Right? So. I was the, uh, this is how I think of it. I was the kid who probably like the teachers knew was cool. And they're like, she's going to be cool when she grows up. Yeah. But no one appreciates her yet. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. Like, that. that was my vibe. This is why we're friends. Exactly. <laughs> so, so yeah, everyone was mean in high school. And then I would have friends who would be like, hey, tell me what to say to this guy. Because mm -hmm. I was funny and good with my words. Because I always have been, right? So I would just take their phone. And like did, did, did flirt with the guys or whatever. And then when they were like when I was done and they were hooked, I would hand the phone back like, here you go. And then they would date them because they had fallen for them. But it was really me the whole time. Yeah, they fell, fell for your personality. Yeah. But it was in other people's body because I was never pretty enough. And now I feel like I've been working on my appearance more and like getting fit and doing all those things. And not to sound too cocky, but I feel like I'm getting hotter. And now I have never before did I have to worry about people dating me for my looks. Yeah. Or I didn't think about it before. I assume people were dating from a personality. But now there are people who are just like, I don't even want to get to know me. They just want to fuck me. <laughs> just a piece of makeup. So I'll give you this. Okay. This is piggybacking off of what you just said. Okay. So, I'm also going to get back to your question. Don't let me forget. No, it's okay. So what you just said was you never had to worry about people dating you for your looks. You've always thought it was for your personality. Right. Mine is quite the opposite. Okay. So like, I never thought that I was this beautiful, pretty girl, right. but I knew I had attributes that other girls didn't get. Okay. So like, I've always had bigger boobs. I've right. always had a bigger butt. Well endowed. Really yeah, I've been right. well endowed. I just, I, I bloomed earlier. Yeah. Which is so else. gross because that means you were sexualized as a child. Yes. I was gross. sexualized as a child and then I was sexualized throughout high school and college. And, like, and also sexualized. Yeah. Sexually assaulted. I yeah, didn't want to assault. I know you had talked about it before, but no, I always, I, I'm very, I'm very open about all, okay. all the things that have ever happened. So okay. I never feel like you can't talk about okay. it. Okay. Um, but so like now, I'm heavier than when I was in high school, and I'm working on that. 
and you're also hot as fuck let's not make it sound like because they can't people can't see oh sorry you're hot as fuck thank you to be clear sorry you're bad you're competing to be yeah i'm trying to get ready to do a bodybuilding show anyway so i always had to oh my god really whoa whoa (laughs) we're having breakthroughs so i'm gonna call out for work like this (laughs) (laughs) but oh my god for real though breakthrough i'm loud and rambunctious and attention drawing because i want people to see that personality and not just look at my body wow holy shit that just made so much sense to me it's like i was like because people are always like you're so loud you're so mm-hmm. obnoxious and it's like <laughs> whoa it's because i don't want people to just look at my body i want if you're gonna deal with me you're gonna deal with this you're well, all of also from outside perspective i think that you do it from i mean you're talking about this is just my this is just what I think I have no idea I've never been in the situation but yeah. if you are at an adoption agency yeah trying to get adopted I mean it's like tryouts for a team you know what I mean like gotta stand out be doing it the whole one yeah and, and the squeaky wheel this is something I learned you know squeaky wheel gets the grease you yeah. know what I mean like yeah. that's I mean that's a say I know we've got people from I don't know if that's a southern say but yeah, even if you're bad, you still get attention. And I feel like you were the one that was talking about that the other I was, day. I was talking about yeah, that. Yeah, any like, attention, oh, wait, good or bad. You told me to sit it, you told me to write it down. Oh, there you go. Um, you said, or I said, I want attention from people, whether it is negative or positive. I just want attention. And go. I've been told that my whole life. Because like, especially when my mom would get on to me, she's like, you don't have to do things and be bad to get attention. Like, bad attention is not good attention. And I'm like, any attention is not good attention. Right. Yeah, but now that I'm older, I've become more calm because I've come, I guess, come to the realization, like people are going to come to me whether I'm loud or not. Right. Because of my looks. Now, do I have to give into that? No. And I'm trying to not like for the first time (laughs) in eight years. Right. I did it a week ago and it made me feel disgusting and like, that's why I kind of vicariously live through you because you get to do that and you don't you don't get the negative connotation I guess you don't I, we have I think, really yeah I think I do I'm just but also I'm at a very I've been doing this what a year longer than you so yeah. we are we've talked about this yeah. we're at different levels yeah, we're at different levels and so like I when I have sexual intercourse with people because of I think my sexual assault in the past and the way that I view sex I when I give it to somebody I'm like oh my god why aren't you loving me right like this is all I have right and so now like I'm like forcing people to swallow like shut up Siri (laughs) swallow my fucking personality like right force feeding them yeah like no this is me this is me you're gonna get it and so like I don't know that but you have to kind of take it a balance in between like it's not necessary. I mean, it's basically what you're saying too. I'm just rephrasing it, I guess. It's like the overall lesson is that you don't have to be the loudest one at the party. Yeah. You can lean back on your personality. Yeah. Because you have good personality. Yeah. And it's not great because it's loud. Yeah. You I know can, what I mean? I can just be myself and like, and like with you, what you said, like, and how we were talking about the Tony Robbins thing, like his personality is being good to people. Yes. And how you said you thought like, how I'm overly nice it gives you mean girl vibes and it's like no I'm just trying to yeah that's my trust issue yeah that's your but that doesn't mean but for me to ask you to stop doing that would be unfair because we've talked about that you've never done right yeah right 
but, but yeah I'm suspicious always the yeah whole time. and if you're around for a long time like once you have but that's the thing once you have my trust you got my fucking trust you yeah. know what I mean? which is why it hurts so bad when these people do fuck me over because yeah. it's like dude I would fucking move mountains for you yeah and let me talk to because this is something else I want to talk about and this is something you brought up because you were talking about something that you do when you're dating right and when I was thinking about the other day. So this, we'll go back. We should have recorded a few days ago because so much has changed. <laughs> and we just need to have mics on. I, honestly, at this point. But so the the guy that I've been seeing, seen casually, um, the first couple of times I was like, that we hung out, I was like, this is too good to be true. <laughs> like too, too good to be true. And let me tell you something. If you're, brain is telling you it's too good Most to be true yeah it's because it fucking is and I kept saying I was like this is a fever dream like what and he went you from, did say that at least three times and this was like the first three times that y'all hung out because I was like this is not fucking real like the he's Christian Gray first of all apparently that is I mean first thing this is the, okay because let me give a little background without being without giving any ruining his privacy at all because that's not fair but um the guy approached me and asked for my number and had a lot of confidence so I was into it whatever and then I go over to his house and I know I mean right before I had a full-on breakdown with my friend who was on that podcast last week Janessa and was like I don't even fucking know this guy like he could be a serial killer how am I getting myself into these situations he was hot and he has an eight pack and the last guy only had a six pack level up I gotta go with it right so she's like fucking bitch if you don't go have sex with this man i'm like all right all right you got this we're doing like the fun fuck scene i go over there and then he starts he doesn't put any pressure on me to sleep with him he starts by like giving me a massage and like he cooks for me after because obviously obviously i slept with him <laughs> he like, he's doing grown and he is grown so i was like fuck maybe i have been fucking with boys and this is like grown-up shit hell yes i'm manifesting this bitch and i'm like talking to my friends like i think you know this is a good thing and i don't know that it's going to last past this point but at this point i'm practicing to just enjoy present moment right and we talked about that focusing on the presence so i was like i'm just gonna fucking there's a naked man with an eight pack cooking for me mm-hmm. this is all i want yeah so even if my body is asleep in another dimension somewhere <laughs> this is just a dream i don't fucking care i don't want to wake up yeah. but i did <laughs> you woke up and it was two, two girls in your and it was two interrogating <laughs> you about the span literally just mess just mess so i don't know I'll deal with it later. At this point, I'm just like, this is a lot of bullshit that I don't want to have to deal with. So we're and you shouldn't have to. Right. So we're we're not dealing with it for now. But it has shown me there was a lesson. And the biggest lesson that I found was the next day. So after the like cooking and massaging and cuddling all night by fucking fire. Okay, like it was picturesque. After this happens, I was on the way to the gym or something. And I'm driving, and that's the time when I think and you know, meditate, whatever. So I'm driving and was like, okay, he like, I need to bring something to the table. This man is clearly out of my league. This is what I'm thinking. Oh yeah. Because he's my favorite part. <laughs> he's successful and whatever. And I'm like, I, I don't know which part you're talking about. The part you're about to say. Okay. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what I can do. I don't know what I can bring to the table. Cause he's cooked. These are all the things I do like cooking, massaging, whatever this like this is what it's like to date me and it's intimidating and I had that whole group there was like 
this is what it's like to date me. Like, this is so intimidating. I understand every man who has run from this because holy fuck, if you're not secure, it is scary as fuck. And then I realized why I've been dating. I won't say unsuccessful men, but men who like my type are not on your level always. Yes. Has been not, not that they're not on my level, but men who are full of nothing but wasted potential. Ooh, that's all they were. Speak a word. And you know why, Victoria? Why Do you want to hear the best part of this break? According to my beliefs and my spiritual advisor, as within, so without, right? So whatever is inside of me is going to be presented to me and other people. So every man that I have dated is wasted potential because what am I doing? Wasting your potential. Wasting my fucking potential. Yeah. It was a real slap in the dick. <laughs> no, it's not because now you know. I mean, yeah, but it's transcendent almost because it's like, okay, so if I know I'm wasting it, let me fucking full flesh this Right. Shit. Can you imagine what I would be doing if I was you're, just blessed out? You're fucking doing it now. I, that's what I'm trying to do. And that's what I said. I was like, I know that if I show up for myself, we've talked about this consistently. Like that's, I mean, that's what the whole Tony Robbins thing is about is he's like I'm not giving you the name of it is I'm not your guru and that's what he's saying I'm not giving you the magic answer and that's right and that's what I kept telling you people who are coming to me for help I get discouraged because people come to me for help I tell them what to do and they don't fucking do it and him and the guy Nate Ortiz who was on the podcast with me said the same thing I can't help people like if you come to me and you're not ready for change you're wasting my time yeah and you're wasting your own time yeah you know like and that's the nicest way to think of it is like I can't, I, it has to be an, an even energy change yeah. and me teaching people and helping people brings me so much joy and so much life. That's another thing that's on this podcast or on this um, Netflix documentary about him is his wife, Tony Robbins wife says something about him because he goes, the, the thing that they're doing, I can't remember what the name of the event is, um, but they do it. It's like six days, $4,000, or something. It's supposed to be life-changing. I mean, he does, he's got like 75 of them and there's like 15,000, 75,000 people or something crazy in the crowd, like obscene amounts of people. And he's on stage for like 10 to 12 hours. And they're like, how does he do it where he's not tired? And she's like, because like his calling, his life purpose is to do this for people so being around those people actually energizes him it doesn't drain him yeah so that's what we're talking about like we're talking about me because I kept kept feeling disconnected and I wondered what it was from I kept feeling disconnected from like myself my higher self I've been I've had like stomach issues and I had a I thought it was an ulcer and then they said maybe gallbladder whatever you know I mean like significant things where I went home to my family and they were like something seems off something seems weird and I didn't know what it was and I was like why am I disconnected from myself and then I realized recently that I wasn't disconnected from myself I was disconnected from my purpose and the reason that I get my drive and my energy like the whole reason I was doing the podcast in the beginning was to be about like helping people and it's an outlet and turning my pain into something so that's not fucking wasted yeah. because I didn't go through all this for nothing yeah. you know what I mean and if I don't make something of it and I did go through it for nothing yeah. but then it turned into like I'm gonna do this everyone says I'm gonna be successful I'm manifesting money I'm gonna be rich famous you know and then it and then I got disconnected like it's not the purpose you know what I mean yeah. all of that stuff comes because I'm living in alignment yeah and my alignment is not 
hooking up with some random dude who's being dismissive about my feelings and you know like and and obviously i didn't realize that and that's the whole fucking moral of the story that's why your rule your your two-month rule yeah it's a good tell me about it okay because this is what i need to put into practice so what happened was the reason why this rule became is because in high school um i kept dating these dudes and breaking up with them dating because i get bored easily in relationships because if you don't match my energy and yeah. my drive that is the most attractive thing to me when you stop being driven mm-hmm. i'm grossed out by you and i'm going to get away from you which That's comes from parental <laughs> trauma okay um, we're recognizing a pattern now. yeah because my dad demanded greatness from me and my brother mm-hmm. and if we were not doing something great we got no attention mm-hmm. and so now if people around me even my friends i have i shut off an eight-year friendship with two of my favorite people because they weren't going anywhere right and i was like if you're not moving with me, you're in my fucking way. And yeah. I, made a, I made a post about that on Facebook the other day. If you're not moving with me, you're in my fucking way and get out of my fucking way. Right. So my mom was sick of like me talking about a different boy every two weeks. So there's a book called Act Like a Lady, Think Like a Man. And Steve I got Steve Harvey wrote Yes. I got my phone taken away for a week. Okay. I wasn't allowed to have my phone back until I read the, read the book through to through. Okay. And then I had to give my mom a verbal summary about this book. And okay. in the book, he actually says, date a man for 90 days. Okay. Don't do any sexual activity mm. whatsoever. Don't even speak about sex. If the, what? If the, if the conversation gets brought up, change the subject. Because if you do that long enough, a man will either, they'll weed themselves out. Right. But that's so, what I don't like because most of them are shitty. You remember? Oh my God. What is it on? I'm remembering the whole thing. And she's like, so I'm just supposed to stop talking to men who don't like me. And the girl's like, yeah. yeah. And she's like, but there'll be none left. Yes, there will. That's another thing, though. Which is a myth. That's a story I'm telling myself. Yeah, you're making that up. Right. And I saw this on TikTok, which reiterated my, like, way of thinking and how I'm going to treat 2022 from now on. Because, like I told you, like, I slept with this boy, which I never do. I don't do that. Like, every relationship I've ever been in, they have hung out with me for at least a month before they ever touched me. Because I don't, like, no, you going to you gonna like my ass right you touch me. well see and i had the most excuse me i had the most success oh god holy shit oh my god fuck i thought that dog was coming <laughs> i did too i did too my, i'm so sorry i was I, fully prepared to fight that dog I, like, I would let you i was fully prepared to kill the dog there's a cat my cat just ran inside and scared the shit out of us there was a dog chasing it but it's fine now oh my god i'm scared both of us that got me way awful for we were talking about so my, my rule right oh my i'm sorry my most successful relationships and the guys who were obsessed with me the most was in that which is weird because that was when i was most insecure was in that period of high school yeah when, when i was most insecure people. and you know why because i was insecure and i didn't want a man seeing my stomach because i thought it was fat so i didn't let him have sex with me yeah but they thought they're like you're just a tease like no i want to fuck you i'm just very insecure so yeah. i'm not going to but i can but that's how i got really good at phone sex because i got real descriptive <laughs> but see now <laughs> you can flip that and like you know how you look you know you're a bad bitch it's a gift now if you want to see me it's a motherfucking gift and you're right. gonna earn it and right. i'm gonna make you earn you're right because i'm a blessing and i'm if even getting to interact with me you're welcome especially getting my yanni yes <laughs> and so that's, that's what i was talking to my mom about i was like mom i know i'm the package i am the deal and how dare you ghost me hey how dare the fucking you? audacity the, the audac- where did you find it because honestly 
what what if they if, have nothing else if you have nothing else and so like my 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 new way of looking and this is i want everyone to listen to what i'm about to say you already built the house you built the table and you set that bitch what are they bring? because if you don't have a full course meal baby you need to get out of my way get out of my way get out of my way and that's what i told my mom and my mom's like are we being humble i was like we are being humble but I know, I know what I have to offer and I don't have to prove my worth to anybody. And if you don't like me and like with numb nuts that you're dealing with uh-huh. right now, like, how do you feel about this? I'm sorry. What? You need extra? Right. I'm, get out of here. Okay. Well, that's a, get out of here. Cause I'm a nut. Let me just keep this very, very vague. Okay. Yeah. The night that I was wondering where we stood what direction we were heading because we hadn't had that conversation yeah one of the first things that he brought up to me was um i'll ask you that question and then i'll give my answer and i won't Love say it. anything else yeah. how do you feel about other girls <laughs> i said first of all he was in the kitchen behind me i'm sitting on the couch <laughs> holding my little drink how do you feel about other girls? And I did the slow turn with the crazy ass and the crazy smile. I said, general, I don't like them. And that's my answer. And he was like, oh, okay. No, no, no. I was just wondering. Okay. But then it happened again. So what I'm doing right now, is I'm trying to take my time because this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to take some time before I react. Yeah. And I'm going to give myself at least 24 hours. I'm feeling like this may be longer. It needs to be. <laughs> because I, let me, I had a lot of big feelings last night. I had a lot of big feelings. Yeah, i Tell me. Don't respond to him. Because he's going to text you tomorrow. You think so? I feel it in my spirit. Okay. He's going to text you tomorrow. Don't respond. Okay. He's going to get annoyed because you're not responding. Right. Although he has all these other females mm-hmm. because they are readily available to him. Yeah, I just can't be available. Men brain. This is how this works. But this is another thing. I can do all that. Obviously, he's going to want me, but I don't know if I fucking want him. It doesn't matter. You're right. Fuck you're him. Right. Steal his soul. Steal his soul. Villain era. Fuck him. Yes. Fuck him. This really is my villain era. Yeah. And it's funny because my husband always used to say that. He'd be like, what? Like, he used it. He thought he was insulting me every time he said it, but he was like, you're like a Disney villain like a cartoon character villain yeah and I was like fuck yeah I am fuck yes I am yeah and you better remember it and I hate that's what we talked about too the frustration of having to deal with these stupid fuckers in a way that we are now having to be in alignment with our life right it making good decisions and that we're circling all the way back now to the high school thing and we'll have to wrap it up shortly because I do have to go to work today I wish I could call up because I could talk about this Four hours with you and we're gonna watch the whole you're gonna watch the whole there is that but the reason like high school girls the reason I couldn't look at myself I think was because I was just so ashamed any like any confidence that I did have was and this is not to shame my father we have a better relationship now but obviously earlier years and I'm glad that it happened that's another thing Tony Robbins talks about he was abused he's like I'm glad it happened I had a mother who loved me but didn't know how to deal with it so she beat me you know my father loved me. There's no doubt in my mind. He has done everything in his life for the betterment of my life. Yeah. He did the best he could with, I mean, but his parents, Jesus Christ. Right. So 
there were times, anytime I would get a little bit of confidence, he, for whatever reason, childhood trauma, I'm sure, didn't like that. You know, it was, you couldn't be, like, if you looked in a mirror for too long or at all, you were conceited. Vain. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're being vain. That was a big one. Conceited was a big word for me. And I feel like we have a lot of the same trauma, you know, like daddy issues or whatever. And that was literally in the same exact field. I think, yeah, yeah. So when I did the thing with Tony Robbins says, whose love did you create more? Obviously my father's because I got it less, right? And what did you have to do for them, you know, to love me? Um, Same thing as you, like you had to bust ass and, and work hard. You had to work a lot. You had to make money for yourself. I needed to be the son he never had, but also don't be too like tomboyish, but don't be too girly because then if you get all makeup and you're too pretty and you're trying too hard and I needed to be at home, you know, and it was just all these completely unrealistic expectations that were set. Um, but this is another one of the things from my notes about this podcast that says you craved his love because rejection breeds obsession that's disgusting don't ever speak to me shut up i'm leaving i'm going my car rejection breeds obsession which is why we're talking about these guys the guy who you unless you were fucking with last time who you didn't even care about who we talked about i was like you didn't even like him and i was like victoria you don't even fucking like this dude like i know you don't because you're talking about liking him you only talk about how shitty he is and how annoyed you are he's not giving you enough attention like and his giant dick yeah well game recognized game I, we can get hypnotized i get that dick that's our high. that's our struggle in life which will also be fixed by not fucking these dudes so we'll start there with that too but this well this all right well here i'll i'll close it out with well let me go back the high school thing I hate that I didn't stand up for myself more. And then when I think back on that, to everyone. Okay. Um, Because for my dad, for me to please him, and this was another breakthrough we had, right, that we talked about. Um, I forget exactly how I worded it, but I I was watching that Tony Robbins episode and special and it just clicked and was like, holy shit, my, the way that I show love is through acts of service. Yeah. And I think the reason that that is the case is because my dad, in order to avoid him being mad, you had to anticipate his needs. And we talked about that. Like when they're out doing yard work and you had to bring them a drink or ironing their clothes before work, having them laid out the night before. You know what I mean? Like things were to be done for him. You were to handle it to make his life easier. Because he was going to work and making money. everything for you. Yeah. So you're indebted to him now. And that's the thing. I guess now that I think about it, like, that's kind of fucked up. You can't do, you can't do, people are not going to love at your level. Right? And I'm saying love, but work too. Same thing. I think the dynamic is different though, also because he's a parent and he's providing a parental service. Exactly. And that's, our parents didn't look at it that way. They said it, saw it as doing us a favor. So therefore we owe them favor. Exactly. We it's owing. And that's why I think I have such an unhealthy like relationship with money and things like that is because like my dad, if he spent money, but he did, that was his, that's how, that's what he did. He gave gifts, but also he doesn't fucking like spending money. (laughs) So when he does it, you better be really fucking thankful like yeah. you better really I mean you have to put on a whole show to be like oh my thank you so because if you don't 
then he's pissed. And or use it every fucking day. Yes. And you got to, yeah. Yeah. Like, which, okay. So this is, sorry, this is something that you do for me because you know that my acts, I do acts of service and I'm a gift giver mm-hmm. and that is how I show love. And this is the cutest thing that she does, but I love that she does it. <laughs> she'll call me when she's putting on a necklace that I got her for Christmas and she'll be like, look at what I'm putting up with. And she'll put it on. And it's sad that she had to do that for her dad. And now she knows that she has to do it for me, but she doesn't have to. It's just something like I get all giddy and I'm like, oh, you're putting it on. I didn't even make that correlation. Yeah, but you do it all the time and it makes my heart happy because I'm like, yeah. oh, she's wearing the thing I got her. But it's not like a demand that I have. No. You just do it. I was going to say, I didn't even, I mean, it, it, there is an interesting parallel there, but I don't think there's any. Um, no, I did it because I. I don't even remember what it was, but one time I told you like, look, I'm using it. You got so fucking happy. And I was like, I remember the conversation you're talking about. And I was like, does that make you happy? Because you got so excited. I was like, I'll just start telling you now because it really did make you yeah, so happy. Really I was like, that is when people use the things that I get them. Cause it's like, I did a good thing. Yeah. And it's like, I'm bringing you sweet tea when you're on the lawnmower. That's I'm doing oh, a good thing. And it makes you, it makes me feel good. Cause I'm making you feel good and you're not mad and we're all good. And so now we see that it's an unhealthy thing. I know. I don't see it. I don't see I it as it unhealthy. Is. It is unhealthy, but at the same time, like. It's because you're being rewarded and validated. Yeah. That's the thing. <clears throat> oh, with validate. <gasps> yeah. Go back to what you said, the obsession thing. Go back, read that again. Oh, obsession, rejection breeds obsession. Okay. So dude ghosting me. Yeah magically became obsessed with him of Why course he's perfect revisionist history that's what i was trying to tell you is like you're remembering these dudes and i do it too i romanticize the fuck out of these dudes and i even had a breakthrough the other day about my ex-boyfriend who i love more than anything in the world look oh, look oh, yeah. <laughs> the tents got confusing and i didn't like it i don't want to i don't want to cry so i when I, I think i was talking to you the other day that was like i've been lying to myself to say that there were no red flags yeah you know like realistically there were issues in the past that should have raised an eyebrow so for me to say that this came out of the blue is a lie yeah. like i was lying to myself because we i mean we, we i won't say we had a perfect relationship but holy shit if i just wish people could have seen it you know what i mean because it's not like like the beginning of y'all's relationship was the number one the, right like right the way that the whole relationship began was a red should have been should have been but then that's the thing i have this i mean you romantic. i'm a that. hopeless romantic and i hate it but i really am and You're it's like, like three yeah and you think that yeah you just think like but it was it was a beautiful thing that helped me get out of a really shitty situation and that is the last thing that i'll talk about because that was the other part of there's six days and i think this was all on day one that he covered this so i'm not even like ruining the whole special um but he says that we didn't get the level that we wanted from them. It's saying, because rejection is not completely, not saying your dad abandoned completely, because my dad didn't leave. He was yeah. there, but he was there, and then he was gone. Which and then he was there, and then he was gone. Yeah, and then when he was there, sometimes he's happy. Sometimes he's really fucking mad, and sometimes you wanted him to be gone, and it was a whole thing. But it said um, that you have to claim the fuck you to them, as well as the vulnerability that comes with that person. So you have to claim the whole experience. And he's like, if you're going to be, if you're going to blame them for the things that they did, you better blame them for everything they did. Meaning if I was going to blame my ex for cheating and doing something shitty, I also have to quote unquote, blame him for the rise of my podcast, you know? And it's like seeing like, obviously the word blame is bad. So just say like, I have to thank him for this. Exactly. And it's like, yeah, you have to, so if you're going to blame them for the bad things that they did, you also need to thank them. For the good things that came out of it, which is exactly what I just did. We were talking about this to like my dick appointment. 
and I, I'm, I know he thinks I'm kidding, but I was like, I really want to show you gratitude. You know what I mean? Cause like you were there for me. Like, yeah. I appreciate that. I appreciate you. And I'm not, you know, you got your little feelings. That's okay. Yeah. It's okay. You know, I wonderful. <laughs> yeah. But like, I have to, I have to be grateful for the good things that these people give to me and the bad things. Like he showed me a lot of things through, um, having sex and withholding intimacy yeah taught me with the last guy that I have been seeing because he does do those nice things but it, you know it did confuse me mm-hmm. and I thanked him I thanked the first guy for it and was like you know what thank you because for not confusing me yeah it may have seemed cold in the moment for you not to be like kissy and whatever but the last guy he was doing that he was doing the like kissing on the shoulder and the things like that that I specifically asked long-term dick appointment and was like yo that's part of sex like let's just do it and he was like Mm-mm, no no that's not that's that's confusing stuff we don't do that we need to but he would still kiss and do whatever but I that he was mature enough to know the difference oh I know and that's what I'm saying I need to be age difference between the two of them and one of them is mature and the other one's like I'm gonna be a womanizer right hmm. interesting <laughs> but that's the point is I have to thank them for the good and the bad and even with the last one who is potentially a woman <laughs> we'll deal with that later he showed me that huge breakthrough that I told you yeah. like it's I mean and we talked about this earlier like when you manifest I manifested this guy almost to a T yeah and I was like holy shit this shows me that I can manifest people like this but next time I need to be a little more specific he doesn't need to be a womanizer but I do like and the pack, so goes, I'll put that on the do list. That goes back to the two-month rule that I have mm-hmm. and a lesson that my mom taught me. Like, <clears throat> So this is funny. Um, whenever my mom was trying to manifest my dad, uh-huh. she wrote a list of everything that she wanted. And she prayed, because my mom is extremely religious. She prayed to God and told God the list of everything she yeah. wanted. And yeah, you know what she left out? What? His race. My mom's a black woman who grew up in KKK pedal. And so she was, she hated white people. Right. Like, and it, not even in a racist way, but because, out of fear. Yeah. Because that's all she ever knew. So yeah. She grew up in, like, my mom was alive and d- dealt with. You don't have to explain it. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like, whenever she met my dad, she like went back to her mom and was like, what the hell is Jesus thinking? Right. Like, he's he's going to be white. And my grandmother was like, if you don't take that man, Jesus sent him to you. Right. So it's like, whenever you do manifest, be very specific because and the universe be hears yes. everything you say. Yes. You tell me to, re- you remind me that of that yeah. all the time. Yes. The universe hears and it. The universe doesn't care in which way it gives it to you. Yeah. It's just sending it to yeah. you. Yeah. Because it doesn't understand good or bad. Yeah. It just, it's it. just like, okay, that's and, and this is an interesting way to look at this too, right? Because from my point of view, the book, The Journey of the Soul, I think it's what's called Journey of the Soul, um talks about like soul contracts and things I recommend everyone reading it because I'm obsessed but according to my beliefs we pick these things right so in my mind your mom as a soul and your dad as a soul were like we need to learn this lesson what's the best way to do it um okay well I'll be a black woman who's oppressed by white men her entire life and then the man who comes into my life who I love is also going to be a white man deal with it yeah you know and that's a real quick way and that's the same. I mean, that's, that's what it is. Like I have, I have to deal with learning self-love. What's the best way to do that? Have a father who's only present half the time and, you know, and then date him for the rest of your fucking life. Like 
that's so crazy that you just said that like the whole i forgot about the soul contract thing and i Uh forgot about how your souls have conversations before you come down yes kind of like in the movie soul yes and that's crazy because like now like i get so mad at my dad for not defending my mom in situations and that's not my soul contract to deal with that's my parents soul contract to deal with. so when i asked my mom like are y'all having sex are y'all good she's like yeah we're fine like we have our own conversations but i have to remember like i'm not in that soul contract it's not my dealings with to deal with yeah you know what you're dealing with is my own thing and him as a father and her as a mom not them like our yeah them as a couple is none of my business none Mm -hmm. of my soul's problem right now me and my father have our own soul thing that we have to work out so that i can have whoever i dealt with before i got down here like i can be ready right because i fully believe for some reason because of just the past six months of me and you getting closer than Mm -hmm. what we were before I fully believe that whoever comes to me is going to be on your purple level and I'm not going to be ready if I don't get my shit together. Right. And I'll miss them. Yes. And I don't want to be here again. Right. This sucks. Yeah. I want to get to your level as fast as I possibly can. And even if it takes me till I'm 79 and then I meet that person, like when I meet him, I want it to be like, I saw you in my friend bucket and now you're here. Let's go. Like, but it's beautiful. But that's but like, I thought about that the other day. I was sitting back and I was like, okay. I got to do it. Yeah. I got to get ready. Well, that's what we were talking about too. Cause I was like, you know, February is going to be a big month. Yeah. So what does that mean? We're busting ass in January. Yeah. We're because we can't, right. Because we're I'm not going to be ready. Yeah. The reason that February is going to be awesome is because I'm going to bust my ass. So it's that whole thing. That's why I say time isn't linear. It's like, I could be creating it because, because an app that I pulled up said February 2020 is going to be the best. Yeah. I'm like, fuck yeah. I got to be ready. And I do it. Did I create it? Yeah. Yes. Or did I not, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's everything we want. Exactly. It's a big cycle. So it doesn't matter, but we that, are the universe, right? We're all sorry. I don't know yeah. if people believe in Jesus, but we are, we're all connected yeah. and it doesn't matter. Like spiritually, whatever, like and that's the thing to remember soul contracts helps me a lot to think like, yeah, what's the best way? What's the best way for me to get over? Let's say my karma, let's say I've cheated in the past. Yeah. What's the best way for me to never cheat again? Have your soulmate think, meet your soulmate and have you think that you're never going to have to search for anyone ever again. Put them in ultimate bliss and in fucking her. Yeah. And see if she wants to go do that to someone else. See if she can do that to another human. Like it makes sense. You know what I mean? It's the best way for, it gives me the most peace. As far as me, everyone has stories. I think that's what religion really is, is about peace of mind and giving you you know hope yeah right and just a little bit of yeah hope and and that's what I feel like is like yeah I put myself in this situation because I'm gonna grow so now let's grow from every situation everything that's just what Tony Vera says in this yeah yeah he says like okay you went through that and you dealt with it what are we gonna do from it we're good at this moment this moment of realization of what's going on let's go forward and let's be everything that we were meant to be right let's use this energy and go forward yeah and he says like to do a mission statement for your life and I thought about it because he was like summarize everything you could write 20 pages on yourself but I'm asking you to do it in one sentence and I thought about like what my my mantra would be and really I mean it's the podcast slogan was what came to my mind united in trauma because that summarizes everything is like what we're talking about we're all connected and in this room of I think this this event was like 2,500 people, which he said was like small, yeah. but they have this thing called suicide day. 
And he said, because in a room of 2,500 people, there's guaranteed to be, or, you know, the average is like 12 people suicidal. So he said, stand up if you're suicidal. And that's part of this, the scenes that you haven't seen yet, but they have this whole like beautiful scene. But that's what I'm saying is like at any time in this world, someone is going through the same thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, I want to use my my pain to like he said when Tony Robbins said you've gone to the deepest part of pain so I know you can help anyone yeah that's how I feel like I can't waste this or it was for nothing and that's why I feel empty and that's why I feel disconnected because I'm not using you know you have muscular and spiritual strength that you're not showing them like you yeah can, you're not getting on stage so yeah yeah because I'm afraid because I'm scared don't be scared you being scared holds you back that's the only thing that holds you back he said that and i know that but that's it's very easy it's way easier said than done that's why like that's what separates people you saying that one sentence thing just i'm sorry i know you want to wrap up this is the last thing i'm going to say and i'll interrupt you again um but the sentence thing Uh so with the shop the gym that i want to open up literally saying manual labor on your mind body and soul Uh my mantra that i've had for years now is the harder the struggle the more spectacular the trial so and I've always felt that way I've always felt like trust the process it's gonna suck dick for a long time right I think Olivia likes sucking dick but (laughs) (laughs) plot twist you know we liked it (laughs) (laughs) but like the we don't say grind the pressure Mm -hmm. of everything that goes around like pressure makes diamonds so if I got all this pressure on me, it only means, it mm-hmm. only means I have to hit this triumph. Yes. And this, I can't remember where the saying comes from, but it's, you know, the set, however, the, however quickly it starts is how quickly it finishes. Right. Yeah. So if it takes a long time to build, like if this was an overnight success, it would be, it would be over quickly. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Cause yeah. it didn't take a long time to form. Yes. So that's how I feel too. It's like, yes, I know that I'm putting in the work. I know that if I show up long enough, just because no one else is going to do it, I know that I'll be successful because yeah. no one else is going to. Yeah. I'm going to outwork you. Mm-hmm. Right. That's your be the hardest worker in the room. Right. That's my gym stuff. That's yours. Mine is be the smartest. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I ain't trying to work on it. I'm trying to work smart, bitch. Well, you can do that. You like, you like the, um, I love the nitty gritty of everything. Yeah. 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 I love and the like high intensity. Yeah. yeah the I workout. Not I me. love the, like I the love ease. The, can you pick this up? No. Oh, watch it. Right. And that's that's even with like oh that ew. Ew, that just grossed me out. With dudes, I've always been like, okay, so that girl didn't stick around for your bullshit. I'm gonna stick around. Oh no. And like, but it's also to me, because I think I'm always gonna get the better better version. Yeah, because you think you're different from the other person. Yeah. So I guess. I'm going to stick around longer for the version of myself that I want. Fuck yeah. Stick around for yourself. Mm-hmm. Can I tell you something that I've been doing that has really changed everything? Anytime I listen to like a love song. Yeah. You can make it about yourself. I sing it to myself. Oh, sexy. You should do it. Sing do it that. to yourself. Like the song. Um, oh my God. I can't think of anything else off the top of my head other than the Sia song. That's like, um, we can go higher talking about being together and doing better or whatever and it's like if I look at myself and tell myself that like we're gonna work together me and you are gonna bust ass it's just us mm-hmm. and if that's me and my higher self or my future self or whatever like we're gonna bust ass and we'll kill it and at the end we're gonna harvest and we're gonna fucking eat 
be myself and I, the fucking Holy Trinity. The bitch. Holy Trinity, bitch. Yeah. Oh my God. I wish this didn't have to end, but we, I think we're going to have to watch the whole documentary and do something on it um, at some point. But thank you for coming and talking to me of again. Course. This was fantastic. It was. This was very good. Yeah. And you only watched like 15 minutes total of this documentary. So imagine the whole thing. Um, well, thank you guys again so much. I'm sorry. I apologize because my I'm like sick and um, both of us have been a little sniffly, but uh, I wanted to get an episode out this week and then I will have something for you guys again next week. Victoria, thank you so much again for coming. I love you guys and we will see you all next week. Bye.